hello, hello, hello. Oh, I am so excited to be here. It's M's Gems time. Let me know what questions you have. I was wondering, when do you think it's the right time to launch a low ticket membership? I've been wanting to launch one for over a year now, but with a cold audience, wasn't sure it was the right decision. Okay, so this totally depends, Sally, on the type of membership that you want to host, but also what kind of reoccurring income you have in place. Because I think a lot of people, this isn't you necessarily, I just see this a lot, they look at things that are low ticket and they immediately are like, oh my God, this is gonna work, this is gonna be great. But then like, you know, because they still have a cold audience, like let's say, you know, it's not this astronomical number that would give you a ton of reoccurring income, but also you now have to maintain that membership, keep it engaged and things like that. So maybe it's added $500 to your reoccurring income compared to, you know, like really powerfully launching and creating something that's higher ticket that's not meant to be filled in quantity. It's actually like the focus is quality, right? So something like the high ticket group program, the mastermind, and you know, there you sign five clients, but you've added like 10K or 15K to your reoccurring income. So I'm just gonna always like share from like what's worked best for me and my clients and my experience when I had a cold audience is that I launched a mastermind and I signed eight people. I dropped like it one week in August. The start date wasn't gonna be until January. I made it such a no brainer offer in terms of like offering people an extended payment plan if they started paying in August. Early access to all my courses at the time. And then they had like Voxer access to me a couple days a week until the mastermind started. Now that didn't even need to be like one-to-one -one access. I could have very well just started like a mastermind chat that they got access to a couple days a week. Then I had a formal launch for it in October. I had a masterclass. I would say four of the people that joined, it was primarily like the sales on the back end process where I was like genuinely inviting them because they reached out wanting to work with me. I offered them a strategy session to just show them my ideas basically. And then that's how they ended up signing up. And even the people that applied in August, they got a strategy session with me and then they signed up that way because I found that like people need to see themselves inside of something that's very high ticket. And you can do that in multiple ways. It's not just from giving away strategy sessions, but like when they're able to get on with you in a Zoom and they're able to see all the ideas you have for like where they get to go, right? Let's say if the mastermind's like a year long commitment, you're basically like showing them what the next year could look like based on where they're at right now and where they wanna go and what this person would need to put in place or change. And then on top of that, like you can do it through telling client stories, obviously of people that have created results that this person wants through your content, through your marketing. But anyway, I gave myself a lot of time because I also knew I had a cold audience. I also had a completely different business model though. And if I were to do this all over again and I wasn't taking sales calls and I wasn't doing DM outreach and stuff, I actually didn't cold DM anyone who had joined that mastermind. It had been people I had some kind of connection to. And then I invited them to a strategy session because I basically said, I think you'd be a good fit for the mastermind. You know, like if this isn't a sales call, but I do want to get on a call with you and just share my ideas so you can kind of see like if we were to work together, like what it would look like. And then basically I just got on the call, asked what they had in place, asked what they had going on. 
and literally just like what I always say chemo sabi on their product suite because I kind of did like I just like kind of was like yep like we would do this and this and this is where like reoccurring would be built and like that worked for me because it just didn't feel like a sales call it felt like i was like really leaving the person with a ton of value and then at the end i'd be like was this helpful for you and then they're like yes totally like so helpful and then basically i'm like well based on what you shared i think you'd be a great fit for the mastermind and then i'm like i'm a super visual person would love to share with you what it looks like if you're open to it and then I would share my screen. Now, depending on what month I was taking this strategy session, like if I was taking it in August, the investment options would be set to look like if they started paying right now, even though we're starting in January, what would that payment plan look like? And what would the payments be broken down into, right? So I'm not creating an extra hoop for them to like try to figure that out themselves. I already have laid it out. Then like if somebody applied in October, I literally changed the PDF and like broke it down. Okay, October, November, December. So three months is added on to the payment plan because technically the start date's January, right? So I did this and that really worked, right? And you know, yes, I made posts about it, but honestly, it wasn't the strategies I teach now to like build a hot audience. I really didn't know what I was doing with content. I feel like I was just try to follow like whatever I was being taught, but who I was being taught from like didn't have a hot audience. Like they just really like were doing sales calls and cold outreach and that's how they were making money. And yeah, if I were to do it over again and was still building a hot audience, I'd still do the sales on the back end process because you're genuinely inviting people you already have relationships with to the call or the strategy session or whatever the thing is that you're giving away or even just the offer and then saying like why you think they would be a fit and maybe like if I were to do it over again, I might send this person like a Loom video or something in the DMs and be like, hey, like, you know, I looked at your application, like based on where you're at, what you have in place, this is what I would do second, third, so that I wouldn't be putting all these calls on my calendar. That might be a way around it. And then like inviting them to explore details of the mastermind at the end, and then probably would have just send them the PDF if they were like, yeah, I'm interested. Because when the membership finally came out, because the empire is set up to literally offer you guys access to all my master classes and group programs for the next six or 12 months, like my audience needed to know and be used to me selling master classes and small group programs for nine months straight before they could understand and really appreciate and value the empire membership, right? Because if I just all of a sudden was like, hey guys, like, you know, I know you have no idea what these are, but like I'm gonna have a membership that has small group programs and masterclasses in it. They wouldn't really get the value versus when I spent nine months coming out with all of these masterclasses and group programs consistently and people were buying them individually, they had their own experience. They were able to start to get used to like, okay, a little group program with her is set up like this. This is the vibe. Like this is usually what's included, like whatever. Masterclasses are this way. Like this is how detailed she gets. Like, and then by the time it came out in August, people were really excited and especially the people that had been consistently buying them individually and by that point i had reoccurring income still for the entire year from my mastermind i obviously had some private clients not a lot i never really have a lot of private clients and then money was coming in consistently from the micro offers 
And I was also doing like pop-up mini mines in between. And then most of the time, the people that were in the micro offers would get so much value and love it and whatever that they would move on to like higher ticket things. They'd hired me one-on-one, like they'd, you know, apply for the mastermind. So that's kind of what happened. Some people started out in group programs and then went on to like pop up mini minds that I would do. Like I really noticed that it wasn't just about adding in a new price point. It was also about like micro offers help build a hotter or deeper relationship with my audience. It helped grow more trust. Cause like, I know for me, my first purchase of like Steph's was something that was like under a hundred dollars. And then after that, it was like, I paid, I think it's it was like 11.11 at the time a month, her membership. And then like after that, I bought a one-time call with her. And then after that, like I did a month of one-on-one Voxer. And then I did two eight-week mini minds. And then I joined her year-long mastermind, right? So it was never really about the money for me. It was like, hey, I'm not going to go quite all in yet. I want to see if we vibe. I want to see if like there's a connection there. And obviously there was. So yeah, that's what I would say. So I think it depends on what your membership's going to be. I also think I would get to a better spot in terms of reoccurring income because you never want to be in a situation where because of the temperature of your audience is still catching up, like 10 people for like $50 a month or $100 a month sign up. And then it's like, now you have to maintain the membership, but you haven't really added that much to your reoccurring. And then it's almost like, you're selling everything else out of lack because like the membership's taking time away from you like selling other things. And so I think memberships are all about timing in so many ways, especially if you're going to create a membership that's kind of similar to mine, right? You know, if your audience doesn't know the value of the thing that's included and hasn't gotten used to that consistently, it doesn't matter how cheap the membership is. Like they're not going to, you know, want to commit to a year or six months or whatever. So that's what I would say. All right. So then Minerva said, which of your empire programs goes over what your team does in the back end of your business as far as systems and documents? And when would you say it's right for hiring a team for the kind of business model I have like yours now? I'm just going to be completely honest. There is no program or masterclass that teaches this. Of course, when my higher level clients like mastermind clients and stuff, come to me, I definitely help them with like, if they're about to hire somebody, like knowing what to delegate and stuff. I think it's completely individual to each person, how much cash flow they have available and like what they need support with. I just never wanted to be the business coach that was teaching on systems and team. I just don't really enjoy it, to be honest. But obviously like I have experience with it. My journey with hiring has been, I think that a lot of people hire too soon. And I think that a lot of people, you know, this is why I always really resonated with Steph is because she literally to this day has under a handful of people who work for her. And I think that's so profound because it's like she was able to even get to a million dollars without like doing it all herself. And I think that people just think they have to hire because it's like, the sexy thing and it gives you more time to stay in your zone of genius and that's all great but like i honestly needed to get good at doing everything myself to be able to better explain it to somebody and to better train somebody that much faster so i in the beginning i remember i got really clear on 
all the things that I want to do forever, right? So create content, sell on my stories, coach and mentor clients, right? And then like obviously create the programs. So I always wanted to be able to do those things. So what's all the other things that I don't like doing that take me out of that or take time away from those things? And then I made a list of that. Now, sometimes it's hard to just sit there and write this list. And sometimes like over the course of a week in your business, when you're still doing it all by yourself, it would be really good for you to just like make note of the things that you're doing and start writing them down so that when someone's in front of you and the price is right, right. And it's like not going to put you in lack or whatever, like, you know, then it's like, you can literally just be so fucking clear on what you need and what you want from the person. I would say, and what I'd recommend is that I thought that just hiring one person to do like everything, like she did so much. I'm so grateful for her and she's an amazing human being, but she was my executive assistant for like two, two and a half years. And then it just got to a point where I was like, this is so much on one person. And like, you know, like she's not going to have a life. And she also had her own business. So it was like taking away a lot of time from her business. So I was like, Hey, this isn't fair to you. Like, I just think like, follow your dreams, go do your own thing, like take care of yourself. Like she had just had a baby at that time. So like we left like on a good note and I love her to this day. I think she's such an amazing human. I always call her like superwoman because I'm like, I do not know how you do all this stuff. So what works really well for me is I hired an OBM, an operations business manager, because Jen, shout out to Jen, she works with a team. And I can't honestly blow smoke up Jen's ass enough. <laughs> she is like so amazing at what she does because I'm such a creative mad genius. And sometimes I'll like change the name of something or I'm like, hey, I decided I don't want to do another price point or like whatever. And she's like so adaptable and works so good. But the cool thing about her company is that like people are able to jump in and know like my launch date, they're filled in on things like and so if she's not available or she's away or like she's busy, which she has like every right to like have a life outside of my business, like, and she has other clients, her team basically is able to jump in. So it's amazing. It's kind of like you're hiring one person, but there's like a whole team of people that are on board. So I love it. That's what I would say. I can't tell you when the right time is because I don't know the financial situation, but I do think that people hire way too soon. So when it is coming from a place of overflow, that's when I would say. Sally said, thanks, very helpful. I always thought it's harder to get cold audience commit to a longer program compared to a membership. They can come and go. Okay, well, my membership's not come and go because that would be a nightmare for me and my team. It's a six or 12 month commitment. It's not month to month. It's because I don't look at a membership as like people just getting a deal, right? Because it's like so cheap and so low ticket. I look at the Empire membership as you're making an investment. You're making an investment in learning all of the strategies, even getting like mindset support. Um, so I don't look at it as like a cheap deal or like membership or yeah, you can just leave whenever you want. And yeah, like... That's my choice though. I wanted it to feel like an actual community and home while you're like plugging in and learning all this information. I mean, there's girls in there right now who literally are like attending each other's weddings and have met each other in person. And I've met now Empire members in person, like shout out to Minerva, Artisha, Hayden, Sheila. Like seriously, what? So good. 
All right. With my three and a half month immersion, no one topic has gone great. It's ending. These women have grown so much and I was wanting to make it evergreen. But how could I do that in your opinion? Because I teach and do hot seat with questions. I ask them to answer and come to the call with ideas. Thank you. Okay. So if it's evergreen and they're coming to the calls and it's hot seat style, I mean, honestly, like those are all of my mastermind spaces. Like I don't go in there and like teach and, and or anything. So I just would say that like how to keep it going is I have an individual plan for each client, right? So like they're coming in, they're at a certain point. I know what they're selling. I know there's a lot of masterminds you join. This is fucking wild to me. There are masterminds where the coach and mentor has no idea what the person's like doing, selling, like what they're going through. And I'm just like, literally the client has to like come and like fill them in on what they're doing. I know sometimes like where, let's say like a client like does something brand new or they change things and then they don't tell me until the call. That's like so different than me having zero idea what's going on in their business. Like I personally would get anxiety. Like, so that's why I always have onboarding calls with my masterminds because I'm like, I want to know, first of all, like what have you done? Where are you at right now? And then like, what do we need to do first, second, third? So like, I literally just had an onboarding call yesterday and we zoomed out and I was like, okay, this is what you already have in place. This is what's evergreen. This is like what we could bring back. Like, okay, let's start in October. And I would hop around. Like, I'm like, ooh, that would be a good for the Black Friday deal. Like that would be amazing for December. We like literally went into February, 2024. <laughs> so yeah, like it's like my brain works really fast like that though. So maybe this wouldn't get all done in one call, depending on like the back and forth, but that's where I like to start. And then I can then zoom back in and be like, okay, this is what we need to focus on or whatever. But I keep my mastermind spaces small. Like there's four people right now in my big mastermind. And then two people are planning on starting by the end of the year. They might wait until 2024, but they've put down a deposit and all the things. And then revolutionize your revenue. There's five people currently in there. And then one person is starting in November. So I always keep them small. I'm like, I don't know, like eight is, has always been my max, but here's the thing. The thing about capacity and max is that like max capacity is that I can't really say when I'm going into a program, especially when like revolutionize your revenue first started. I can't really say like, oh, I'm accepting like X amount of people because honestly, as people sign up, depending on what the client needs and where they're at and how much like leaned in support that they need, right? Like that affects the capacity, right? Cause like for very like hands-on clients can feel kind of like the same energy as like eight very self-led clients. You know what I mean? So I don't know, I feel it out. That's what I do. Okay, so how I would run this and what I was going to say is that the onboarding call is really like necessary for me because that makes the relationship just like me know exactly where this person's at and like we can just like zoom out and then go back in, right? But then from there, I mean, all of my clients literally except one, she moved on to the big mastermind. All of my Revolutionary Revenue clients re-signed because they love it so much we're just keep moving. Like the train just keeps moving. Right. So when they come to each call, it's like, 
you know, they may have been fully supported, feel great about like the current month. And maybe now we're focused on like, oh, remember that one idea that we kind of put like a pin in? Well, we can bring it back for November. Or, ooh, remember how you like launched your first group program at this month? Like we should probably bring it back and do like a kind of like sexy, spicy launch next quarter, right? Or that you have a membership, let's do like a membership only group program to bring like a ton of hype and attention towards your membership. Like I know what they have going on. And then like, I sometimes remember things that they don't, I'm able to see past like what they can, right? Cause like I've been there, I've been at that income level. I've had experience with all these different types of coaches that I've helped. So yeah, like it could go on forever. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like the train just keeps moving unless they like were to quit their business or something, the train just keeps moving. So I don't see why you couldn't just keep it evergreen with hot seat. Cause I don't start the calls going like, okay, today's calls about blah, blah, blah. Like I'm literally just like, I kind of know what everybody's working on and I'm like, okay, whoever wants hot seat, put hot seat in the chat. And sometimes like, this also depends on how much the person leans into Voxer in between. Like if I have a client who's really leaned into Voxer, maybe they don't need anything on the call and they're just like really getting value out of listening. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, Minerva, you're teaching from giving them feedback, right? So they're learning from the customized feedback that you're giving them. Teaching doesn't always have to be done from like teaching a concept outside of the person like your feedback, your knowledge, your wisdom, they're learning from that. Okay. And it's just as valuable. You have literally so much wisdom in one human being. Like you literally have done so much and you have so much knowledge. Like it's insane. And guys, your personal experience with everything, your clients love hearing that shit. My clients love when I like just tell stories. Like I'm like, Hey, I've been in this situation. Here's how I handled it, right? Or it's something I went through a couple times. So that's what I would say. Anyway, I will talk to you soon. Bye.